Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. And I'm Joe. We are a little bit funny. Quite a bit drunk. And a whole lot awesome. But above all, we're probably questionable. Find our podcast on iTunes or at probablyquestionable.com for a wide range of news stories. Thought-provoking questions. And beers. So grab your favorite drink and listen up. Please? What? Pat Robertson is still trying to convince people that Dungeons and Dragons is bad for you? Oh, Pat. That's just adorable. GM Gamecast. Caution. Geek Xing. No, another one. It's crossing. You're Do supposed to say one. crossing. <laughs> Do it again. Cr- uh, uh, caution. Geek crossing. There you go. No, a whole new one. That oh. was just bad. I'm Dan. I'm Steve. I'm White. <laughs> I'm Brian. Whoa. <laughs> what? Welcome what? Back. And I'm Mac. Oh, God, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Well, guys. It's been a little while. We had a little uh, hiatus there for a little bit. It's been while. a while. Um, I'm going to start with a couple quick announcements, and then we'll move on to uh, move on to some other stuff. Carpe GM is canceled. Huh. <laughs> nope. Oh, fail. This is the last episode. <laughs> uh, the little bumper you heard at the beginning there, that was uh, our buddies at Probably Questionable Podcast. Our listener, Wolfish Hunger. That's uh, that's his show. So uh, be sure to go over there and check them out. They, uh, it's a fun fun stop. Also, for Mac, we got an email from Matt. From uh, Mac? Could, yeah. What? For Mac, Mac, you sent us for from Mac from Matt. Matt. Matt is the uh, the listener that was on our episode with us from. <coughs> oh yeah, yeah. From who? Jesus who, who wrote oh, yeah. the Who wrote the email? Mac. Matt wrote an email to me concerning Mac. Oh okay. Is this a podcast? More. What is this? Am I getting picked We're up? Right drunk, now? Does this yeah. matter? This I'm is, a little under the who weather am this I? week. Wow. Where am fluency I? Cast. Yeah. As I was I saying, here? he was just This calling... is not my beautiful house. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. Letting the day. I had that on DVD. Okay. <laughs> Continue, Dan. Now we've broken Dan. Don't grumpy cat at us. Don't go. Yeah, we, yeah, let's go. We're not going to wait <laughs> we, for we you. We don't right. for you. Uh, as I was saying, he sent me an email concerning Mac and his comment on the game show episode where Mac called him the guy from Jersey. He says, hey. You know, I thought we had something going on. You know. He's from Staten Island. He's not from Jersey. <laughs> I think that's Long sure Island. That. In any case, what's the difference? Mac, don't be a jerk. What I do? What I do? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, he he called you out for saying where he lives wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so uh, I thought did, this was serious. What's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> what's happening here? We did get Are you another. Drunk? No. Uh, we did get a response based uh, <laughs> on our one year episode. Oh, cool. Uh, it's from. It's one of those crappy happy birthday emails because. Those aren't very fun. We've got an email from uh, Sean who says uh, concerning um, our comment about the Ukraine being such having such big listenership. Uh, I forgot to reset my VPN from a Ukrainian server, so the show may not be as big in the Eastern Bloc as hoped. Sorry to cause any undue excitement. So what? thanks a lot, Why? Sean. <laughs> so Why? he you read emails He's been like this. It's yeah. just so, like the most inane. <laughs> No, hang on, like, though, hang on, though. That means that fucking... he is dis- is downloading our podcast that many times, but he's just not from the Ukraine. Right. That's okay, fine. So that's cool. That's cool. So that's we're still good? Yeah. All right. That's even like, cooler, really. I mean, <laughs> this is so... Damn, are you just going to send, like, hey, this, this week Charter sent us an email. <laughs> saying, yeah, cease and desist. Yeah, yeah, yes. uh, the late Roger Ebert sent us an email saying, yeah. um, yeah. you guys fucking suck. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, HBO so, is so, pissed that you're talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, so, uh, oh, we got a, we got a coupon for Victoria's Secret yeah. here. Steve's grandma says uh, <laughs> the cookies are still <laughs> there. Still waiting for you in the Tupperware because you never come by to pick them up. Please call me. <laughs> Please wow. call me before I die. Wow. Where did that go? Well, I mean, uh, you, just, you will literally read any email we get. F***ing right I will. So send them. <laughs> Your 
fucking right. We got an email from a uh, Nigerian prince, and he yeah. requests our. Uh... <laughs> Actually, I did get that email. You want me to read it on the, yeah. on the podcast? He needs our Apparently, help. I have a brother in Monaco, in Morocco, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, that's so, a prince of A spam folder is a real on. thing. We always joke about that. Dan is always reading fake emails, and they're not fake emails. But why has it never occurred to any of us to, to actually write send one? in a fake oh, email, <laughs> dude? Funny. Let's all make it our goal to write at least one in. Seriously, it's been so hard to not like. Whenever I was drunk, just like leave one of the voicemails on the website, be like, "Yeah, you, I'll take a an extra large pepperoni." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's uh. Well, now that that's out of the way, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll come back and see what's on our horizon. This time I'm coming to my senses. This time I've never been so sure of what I have to say. I just want All right, welcome back. Uh, Steve, what's been on your horizon? Well, as always, my horizon is a new hero click set. Okay. <laughs> Anxiously waiting. What's no, the no, set? No, not awaiting. It's out. It's out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's it's gonna be way out by the time this drops in. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, we're recording this a little early. We're we're running a little behind on the production schedule because I'm going on vacation. So some of this will be anachron- anachronistic. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead, hero click set. Teen Titans. Teen Muffin Titans. I like it. I turned into Christopher uh, Walken all of a sudden, like yeah. Teen Titans. Have you gotten any of the te- uh, the uh, team dials? Yeah, I got get- a team base. What'd you get? Uh, villains for hire. Oh, nice. you did. Minus Deathstroke. I still got to get my Deathstroke though. No, I have one. Yeah. it's all yours, buddy. Yeah, I'll um, give it to you. Other than that, I just kind of like I haven't bought very much of it. I'm just buying like singles because there's certain things in it that I want, but. Yeah, I, I think it's. Cool. I think it's a great set. Yeah, I got Trigon and the 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 Danzig hero click who's standing on a pile of skulls. Danzig, yeah, yeah. as in he's standing, Danzig. Yeah, he's standing on a pile of skulls. <laughs> That's amazing. It's actually Danzig. No, it's no, Trigon. It's yeah, Trigon. It's just oh, okay. Trigon. Uh, <laughs> and also, I got uh, the the old Teen Titans, the OG Titans, and the, oh, the Mini Titans, the Mini Titans. Oh, that's the, great. And the the Outlaws. Oh, cool. So I got those. But I'll give you a Deathstroke. Yeah. O- overall, it's a really good... Have you played with the team base yet? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. It's super fun. Yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah. I don't think they're broken either. Like, I think they play really well. What's on the team base? Okay, essentially what a team base is. Do you want to describe it, Steve? Or yeah. It's basically a... Uh, it's a bigger base that counts as, like, one giant, like, really powerful hero click, more or less. Yeah. So it's just, like, a giant damage source. But right. they're... They're like they're just a display, and you have to have the individual characters and the characters detached from their regular bases and right. attached to the team base, right? That's right. a really cool modeling trick that it's modular like that. Yeah, right. you can like so like there's like a handful of teams. So there's like Justice League, Villains for Hire, Teen Titans, Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, Gen Thirteen, whatever. But they come like with figures, like actual right. one single yeah. base hero, actual clicks. bases with a single yeah. base yeah. that can then sit on the team base. No, no, no. no. You don't take them. You don't take the base and put the base on the thing. You can literally remove the figure oh. from the That's hero click neat. and put it onto the team base. But it makes it like a diorama. Like they yeah. fit yeah. in in such a way that it's a, it's like casts a scene. I'll, I'll throw a link up to some pictures somewhere. They look cool. really cool. So. Uh, and what they can do with the actual, like, module or, like, the actual mechanics of the thing is you can have, like, you have, like, the one big, you know, huge thing. And you can take off one or two, depending on how many points they are, guys off of the base. And they can go have what's called, like, a solo adventure. And they can, like, run off. And you can, like, pop. So you can, like, pop off Aquaman and Batman. And like they can run off and go fight and stuff like that, and then they can come back and join the rest of the Justice League. And stuff. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm assuming this is a pretty good advantage if you're playing if you have the right point level. Uh, it's cool. Are they like, balanced? It's it's good, but they're not like they're not broken. Cool. As far yeah. as I can tell, you can kill them. Yeah. It's like just an alternate strategy. I mean, I mean they're yeah. pretty. They're pretty like overpowered, but I mean they're de- they're definitely not broken. Like they're just a thing that people like they. They're to be coveted. Like the thing about yeah. Hero Clicks is that there's a there's an answer for everything in Hero Clicks. Like, period. I don't think there's anything that's just like you can't beat it, except maybe Starro. If you hit a team base with the new uh 
energy explosion does does it take a crap load of damage or does it just take regular damage? I think it it counts as one for like everything. Base. It counts as like one, including yeah. movement. Purposes. It just counts as one like giant hero click. Gotcha. Yeah. Can you assign a, a resource style? No. To, nope. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank you. And the, I think it's cool. Like it's yeah. the thing. It's the thing for the set that's like the new mechanic, and I just wanted one because I just wanted to like. It's say also I had, really really yeah. cool because you're just like they all they all the points equal a hundred. You know, yeah. like. 300 or 200 or 400 like on all of them so you can just be like oh i want to play a 300 point te- game that's a theme team here's my titans or whatever and then it's bam it's all of them there cool so it makes have, it easy you don't have to dig through like your piles of yeah exactly <laughs> i right. like it a lot um well uh, normally we'll go around the table but tyler mac and brian i already know what your horizons are so i'm just gonna yeah. feed it to him a little bit sure i'm hungry the uh second star trek movie what <laughs> we, was the I actual just, subtitle? Into, darkness. into darkness into darkness me and tyler literally left there and came here yep. okay quick once around steve you it. haven't seen it right no i haven't seen it yet. i haven't seen it either uh tyler yes or no good good or bad i'll like say it? good i mean i'm gonna be the only one brian spoiler alert uh okay it was entertaining to watch, but the it was very bad. Mac, it was pretty and well cut for a pretty and well cut steaming pile of shit. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's chat about that a little bit. Let's rap about this. Here, here's the here's the big thing is like it was not JJM's fault as far as I can tell. Because like now is that something that you would have to say in this case because he you're hoping beyond hope that Star Wars is not going to end up the same way. This does not bode well for that given his oversight of the project, because he's also an EP, an executive producer on it. But for the most part, it's that it's just terribly, terribly written. Yeah, right? it's 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 pretty to look at. Right. It, like, well, you, it, it almost has to be. And all the shots are really well done. I really thought like, I was about if you can, like, link, Even just looking at the trailer, you can see how like the shots are well made. Like, yeah. The, you know, the, the action panning, is compelling. The okay. action's well done. The only problem with the action is it's boring, because it, we saw it all the last time. Okay. It, it, it very much, like... It has a lot of the same tropes. It's got a big bad guy who wants revenge and you don't entirely understand, who has way more technology. One of the things that they they haven't done in either of the Star Trek movies now is naval combat. Like, the the Enterprise never gets to fight anything because it's always up against a much more advanced ship. All right. They they literally do not fire a shot in the new movie. Like No. Tyler, what'd you like about it? Well, so for starters, I'm actually willing to turn, I mean, turn my brain off is kind of a silly phrase but I, yeah i'm willing to like turn my brain off and just enjoy like an action movie like the same way maybe that i would have enjoyed expendables too it's called suspension of disbelief it's something people are supposed to be able to do right i and knowing nothing about like the star trek canon outside of what i saw in the 2009 movie literally i've never That's seen what i was wondering like an episode who, of star trek so like, like no no clue yeah. about star trek will they enjoy this yeah so like I, I think people will i really enjoyed the first star trek movie and i knew nothing about the universe i just like i like the actors a lot and i liked uh i mean you knew who captain kirk was yeah and stuff i mean like yeah that, and i knew right? who spock was and i knew about the whole like con thing and everything <laughs> like that and, and like you know, I was. Oh, that's a big like, part of this. That's one of the, <laughs> and that's one of the few things that I know. I think the things that were referenced, I was well enough to, you know, I knew well enough to get them. But okay, you know, so nothing went over my head. You know, Star Trek I, as a set of Family Guy quotes, that kind of thing, right? Sort yeah. of. I know it a little bit better, yeah, just yeah. ever so slightly better than that. But um, yeah, no, I and like the scene whenever there's a scene where they jump from one ship to another, like. And they're in spacesuits, and I think that that's probably like my favorite part of the movie. It's like really they cool. They did that exactly it's the exactly same thing. Remember the f- no when they jumped yes. down to the mining drill thing? When they're like jumping like down, the they have crap. the same suits on and everything, and they're doing this. They're like, oh no, there's debris, and they have to like psh, psh, like the exact it's, same it's, thing. It's just a couple minutes longer, but it's the no. same damn scene. Dude, watch no. it again. They actually mentioned they I'll actually side by side. That, okay. I'd be happy to do a side by side because I I feel like it was a unique experience, and I liked uh, Benedict Camp- uh, Cumberbatch's. The, he's a good actor. Yeah, I thought he did really good. I it makes me want to go watch the BBC Sherlock. That's I, a great. Show. I really liked uh, Martin Freeman in The Hobbit. And I really like Benedict Cumber. Really like Benedict Cumberbatch in uh, this. You movie. haven't seen Sherlock? I've seen like half of an episode. Oh man, you should watch. It's it. It's one of those yeah, things great. where like you turn on Netflix while you're like playing a computer game, but you're not really paying attention. Gotcha. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the ones I, you kind of got to watch. Yeah, it. And that's yeah. more and more, I'm finding it to be the case where I just need to just sit down and just watch stuff instead of because every time I watch something, I feel like I need to be doing something else. I guess it's just part of like the American. I'm culture. the same way. I always <laughs> It'd be have great like, if you were like 
doing something constructive or whittling or something, but you're like, I'm going to play video games, listen to music, and watch this movie. All yeah, time. and check Facebook. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. some things are not constructive. Well, yeah, right. Well, all tabbing to check Facebook and, like, <laughs> like my sport website. So, but, I mean, all in all, I mean, I understand the complaints, but I enjoyed it. All right, so, Steve, did you see the original Star Trek or the 2009 Star Trek? Yes. Did you have any questions about this thing? I mean... Obviously, we're going to put a spoiler tag at the beginning of this thing if we're going to talk about it in any kind of depth at all. Bring out the pirate. Um, uh, yeah, we'll just try not to spoil try it. Try not to spoil it? All right, because there's like really... There's so many of the things that are just like twist, turn, and like more... It seems like their hooks <coughs> in this movie are the plot twists. Right. But the plot twists end up making like little to no sense at all. So, so your become... issues with the story, it's pretty, it uh, it's it's cut well, It's I'm sure it's got a cool soundtrack. Steve, you should uh, does have a cool give Dan the from link. what I've heard from the trailer. You should give Dan the link to the video we watched in there. Yeah. We just watched Red Letter Media's Half in the Bag episode on Into Darkness, and they make a lot of the same points that I would have. They, they That's don't... a spoiler zone, but they, they give you the spoiler warning before they start talking about the spoilerish stuff. If I had to say, like, I'm a big Trekkie, right? So right. the the fan service stuff that they try to do, the, the, the older movie references that they try to do, they do so badly it's almost offensive. Like, Did they not fit? Or was it that it was just so blatantly not part of... I guess... I guess the question is: Is are those nods so blatantly not part of this universe <clears throat> that they just stuck out like a sore thumb, or they were they just badly done? They're kind of blatantly, terribly. It's, inserted, it would be like yeah. this: like if in the new Star Trek movie or Star Wars movie, there was like a f- scene where like Han Solo was like trapped between two dudes, and he like shoots his gun, and then they like just turn to like a camera shot, a hot, hot, and he's just like, "Don't worry, guys." I always shoot first. Or like some <laughs> dumb crap like uh, that. Like, oh. Like, oh, that's terrible. Like that's, that's, man, that's, that's, that's horrid. That's kind of harsh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Maybe like, even though according to George quote, Lucas, now he didn't shoot first. He just dodged a laser beam and then shot second. Yeah, it was digitally imposed. He kind of did one of the, uh, <laughs> that dude, that's so radio, stupid. Like, Credo just missed. He's yeah. just, yeah. he's like in the no, matrix. No, no, no. It he, actually like snaps dodged, his he, like, neck. Dodged, yeah. He, like, yeah. Seriously, rem- like move the frame to where he's like, eh. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's crazy. So this is the <laughs> this kind of movie that, um, according to you three, I'll still watch it at some point. Okay. You know, like but the you know you, how- you're you're in there. You're having a good time. You're watching the you're watching the explosions. You're seeing all the stuff moving and shaking and everything. You are watching on. the explosions. That is true. And then when you walk out after a few seconds, you start thinking about what you just saw. Exactly. And you start breaking down what was just happening without the sensory overload, and you're displeased. It did not or, take me that long. I okay. was I was, was going to say, you were probably in the seat, Mac. Um, it took me a couple of minutes, five I, or ten minutes after the theater. I face-palmed repeatedly. I, I face-palmed within the, like, the first five to ten minutes. No, ten minutes. The first scene's a weird like little send-up. The, the, the next five minutes, the first like uh, uh, Kirk scene kirk bone spock scene just terrible just terrible it's so bad it's one of those situations where it's like you saw the movie and you liked it while you're in the theater and you as you leave you just like as the rest of the night goes by you kind of get that like sinking feeling that like no that actually wasn't very good dark night rises it it has a lot of dark night rises problems dark night rises it it, it ended it ended four times which was terrible it makes the villain not the villain like it does a villain swap on you it it takes away all the relevancy of the characters that they've built in the previous movie like nobody wants to be the guy who walks out of the new batman movie or the new star trek movie and goes well that sucked and like everybody else is just kind of like yeah. standing around going like, <laughs> so now I'm oh, I kind of liked it. You know, it was cool, the action scene. But then like it, after a couple of months goes by, you're just like, well, how the f*** did he get back to Gotham City like with a bro? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yep. So I'm curious, Tyler, mm-hmm. is the reason that you liked this movie only because you're not well versed in the canon? I mean, it, it definitely contributed because I didn't have to break it apart. So think, if you guys were, I'm not, not as though. Well I'm not either. Canon, but like, at least seen Wrath of Khan. I've seen Wrath of Khan. That, that was seen... like your main complaint when you came out of the movie. You're like, it's just the same thing, only like reverse is what you were saying. Spoiler like, alert. <laughs> yeah, 
It is, but like, it, and but the thing like, is, I had no clue what the hell. You're right. Happened. I have more than you, but I'm definitely not like Mac. And yeah, I, you're like in between. I'm in between, but like, I honestly think that like, you can like it because it was just more of a. You took it as like an action movie in space, and they had cool explosions, and the bad guy was kind of cool. Yeah, and like that's what you took it for, and they're like, yeah, okay, it was worth my ten dollars, and then then you're like, good, but like. It doesn't hold a candle to the first one. It is nice to I see hard sci-fi, but it's like you gotta not screw it up, you know. So, with that said, Tyler, do you ever walk out of a theater and say, "Well, that a movie that you thought you were enjoying"? Do you ever break it down after you walk away, or do you just take the experience wholesale, walk away, filing it away as it as it was, and not analyzing it too much? For the most part, yes. Okay, so you have a compartmental mind. Yeah. So I don't you know, have a problem with that because okay. I, I no no it's I feel yeah, like I don't have to no, devote see, extra time. I, I can I'd have a better that. time if I yeah I would have yeah. a better. time I can too. understand that because I can find entertainment in anything just by you know I, I'm kind of the same way. Right. Uh, I, if I want to analyze it, I can really delve deep and and do so just like I'm sure you can. But I I don't necessarily have to walk away from a movie like the Star Trek movie like you're saying if it's pretty and it does a good job showing what it's trying to show and everything I can still have a good time but certain movies I doubt have I'm gonna be face planting a or face standard that they're supposed to be held to especially like on certain properties oh, don't get me and- wrong if the Lord of the Rings movie had sucked I I, I would have totally been angry about that. right but it's like yeah you're like you're saying Lord of the Rings anything that's like got a property that's got a fan base of such a large amount of yeah. you know people Plus, they've already made one good movie on the same thing. Like, we were expecting, hey, we, we want to see that again, or just a better version of that. Well, yeah, it's not like 2009 was episode one, and there was nowhere to go but up from here. It's like, that was a really, yeah. that was a pretty good movie, but they needed after that to, like, get back to the way stuff's supposed to be, and, like, you know, they, there's all kinds of problems in this movie. They, like, they, they do all kinds of fan service that isn't, that doesn't make any sense to you unless you've seen the other movies, and is just badly inserted and not made re-relevant again. They do. They don't do any of the stuff like Star Trek's supposed to be about really high ethics issues. It's why they have stuff like the Prime Directive and why the why the Federation's supposed to be such a great place because then it's supposed to be that these people are very well adjusted and shown rough examples of things. Rathacon has tons of scenes where they're just talking about the 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 weapons that are involved in it and whether Khan deserves his revenge or not and stuff like that. In this one, and like that's what Bones' character is for. The reason the Doctor was always involved in stuff is because that's who Kirk and Spock went to talk to. In this one, he's got like seven lines and has no. All there's like, no reason. Like, like, damn it, Jim! I'm not a <laughs> clown. Yeah. I'm a scientist. <laughs> it's just that over and over. I'm not a again. juggalo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Brian, I think you touched on something about um, making movies and whatnot out of things that uh, from other mediums that have uh, l- pretty large established fan bases. Yes, and I think that's a pretty good segue into our into our next segment. Let's go ahead and uh, take a break there, and uh, we'll come back and tell you what. Tell you what we're talking about. Alright, here we are again. Uh, we're going to do something a little different than uh, than our normal format this time. Obviously, the elephant in the room as far as uh, theatrical releases is concerned is uh, Superman, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Well, we just kicked off, we kind of just kicked off the summer movie thing. Yeah, the big, the, big, uh, the big deal. We didn't talk about Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Who, who here has seen Iron Man 3? I haven't made it to the theater. I have. I've seen, seen it. it. Yeah, we've all, we've seen all it, except, except for Dan. Dan. Let just real quick, everybody. What'd you think? I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, it wasn't outstanding, but I thought it was a good movie. I liked it a lot. I loved it. I thought that they had a major like thing that they had to do of making Iron Man relevant without the, all the Avengers, and they did a good job of it. I thought it was awesome too. Like yeah. it, it, it just felt like whenever the like first one, still the best one because it really gives you like the good idea of what Iron Man is. Second one really fell flat, and they really did a good job of bringing back Iron Man as a solo character. Also, Mandarin's a really hard villain to do. I like that they, they tackled him, and I like what they did with me him. too. Yeah. All right. Sorry, definitely. Dan. Definitely go check it it's out. It's a hard one at top. That's why like making Man of Steel, like talking about Man of Steel is kind of uh, 
I disagree with now, that. Now, by Man of Steel, we're not talking about the new History Channel movie about a guy with a chainsaw, right? Oh, is that right. a real thing? <laughs> the Steel brand, S-T-I-H-L? No, but for real, like we all agreed, I think, before the summer even started, that Man of Steel was going to be the best movie this summer. Yeah. I, I don't know. It sure looks what, that good. was always been the one that I've been like ever it's, since I the mean, first this trailer. This is the one that yeah. I've been like gunning for. Yeah. Right. Me yeah. too. So I what mean, we're gonna do? This needs to yeah. save DC. If you're gonna go all in on one movie, this is this is the know. this is the all in on black for DC. This it is the really movie. Is. Always been on black. Yeah. Passenger fifty seven. So what, what we're gonna do <laughs> is over the course of a couple of episodes, we're gonna tackle Superman. Mooper-san. Yes. Luper-san. <laughs> Wait, is this Superboy? We're going. Don't call him that either. I wanted to. Mac, this was your idea. We wanted to do two distinct segments. We always talk about movies after we've seen them, and we talk about the movie. And in this case, I thought it was important that we talk about Superman, of what we think Superman is like, and, and you know, how he fits in our gameplay and our worldview of comics and all that stuff. Right. Before we see the movie, so that we can, you know... And I think that's great, because we're, we're tackling it from... What to expect when you're expecting well, Superman. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so Superman, what is it? What was it? Uh, 1938. It all started uh, in 1938. No, I think it's, yep. What is it? 1938. I think it's April or well, June. Action Comics. Action number Comics. One. Action right. Comics okay. one. And he could yeah. like lift up a car, and like people were like, "This is impossible." Impossible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that uh, an original Action Comics number one sold for a million dollars not too long ago. It's got to be not more now. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's how deep this is. Superman is the iconic superhero. He's probably one of the most iconic figures in the entire world. He's, second, he's second only to Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, probably. Yeah. You think so? I'm positive. Unless it's changed It's a pretty fair assessment. Last, like, like if you do like a top five, you got like Mickey Mouse. No, I, think, I think it may have changed. I think, I think Mickey saying, Mouse's think rele- relevance may have gone down and Superman's might have gone down. Yeah, that's what I, I was I saying. Do you think that, he's yeah. still less power, less uh, popular than Mickey Mouse? Was it because he's... It's well, topical. Like, I always well, knew they, Mickey Mouse was number one, then Superman, less, but yeah, Mickey you Mouse might be right. It might but be But here's the thing with it, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is appealing to both boys and girls. And, and also... Superman is kind of just appealing to boys. Also and, a brand. Superman and also is not really a an brand. anthropomorphic animal, so it doesn't really matter who you are. You can, you can still find kind of, uh, You can find Mickey Mouse, the, the, the three dots, in multiple locations where you're not going to see Superman's shield. I saw Superman's shield in a... Yeah. In a What's the thing called in the middle of the road? Pothole. I saw Superman shield in a pothole in the in the this was like in the parking Jesus lot. came to on your toes. I, yeah. I almost took a picture of it. No, I'm not even kidding. I'm gonna go back there. There's a pothole in the parking lot of the movie theater that looks exactly like Superman shield. I lifted up the bun on my cheeseburger the other day and branded into the meat patty was that a shield. <laughs> <laughs> Comic book fans seem to think that Steve is a very important person for discovering this. I seem to think that it's a very important hamburger. And then I devoured it. It's hard to make yeah, uh, Superman-shaped pancakes, but Mickey Mouse are pretty Mickey easy. Mouse pancakes. And then easy. Steve went all doomsday on the hamburger. So, uh, <laughs> so, so Superman is an iconic hero. Yes. And I'm going to come back to that term a little bit later. I'm going to hand it off to Mac. Mac, you're the big Superman fan here. Uh, plenty, I, plenty of these guys know all kinds of things about I, Superman. I know quite a bit myself, but I've always been uh, partial to other heroes. I have a. This is not their place. When Max and I have a store, my my personal relationship. You've with you've, Superman. you've had an evolving relationship yes. with Superman. But gonna, I, 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 Superman is like Jesus to me at this point in a very weird way. It's actually that's that's funny that you mentioned that because that um, that topic has been approached. No, that, I'm sure oh, yeah, it has. No, totally. I've had a, I've Superman had, is an allegory. I've had an for, honestly for like very. Christianity, angels, like Christ-like experience with Superman in my life. Uh, what was it? Um, his Your name Kal El ends with El, <laughs> which is common with L L L as a suffix. It, it is, is common with in angel angelic names. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's the godly Gabriel, part of angelic names. Michael L, Gabriel Elohim, yeah. Um and yep. that's a humanoid, flying humanoid with superhuman powers that stands completely for, dedicated to good. Yeah. Like yeah. So I mean, there, there's a, there's a lot of room for that that argument. I've had a very person, yeah. I I I I know firsthand that that's true. Matt, go ahead. So Tell su- us about Superman. So Superman, as you know him, has several different archetypal stories. The first is you know last son of Krypton. He's this. He's the last child of a dying race who's had all the hopes and dreams and all the possible all the possible like good that his race could have done all placed on him. Sometimes quite literally by his father. Like. <laughs> 
then on top of that, he's the he's the the homeborn homegrown boy who suddenly gets a a, a a ton of power. He's a farm kid. He's got good, you know. They they're never overt about this, but like if you were t- t- like if, southern, bring in the not even southern. He's from like he's Midwest. he's from like northern Midwest. Yeah. They're they're he's from uh, he's from Kansas. No, no, was the yeah no it's Kansas Smallville. I think it, yeah, because because Lois always makes the jokes about Kansas. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's Kansas. Oh yeah. Oh, Smallville's okay. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Okay, Smallville is in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's raised on a farm. He's you know goes to public school. Uh, <laughs> he's got parents who are very moral without being overtly religious, and like, he, so he's raised. And, and, oh, and like is a is a nice, good American boy who believes in truth, justice, and the American way. Th- that's right? the thing. The, the, and then he's given a ton of power. The origin to... story is that of the everyman, mm-hmm. um, yep. the heart and soul of the country. So that that's one of the other stories that I was saying. Like he's 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 this guy who's the 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 ideal American citizen from like uh, World War Two era yeah, from the Bible Belt the, across the across the country. Who's given a ton of ability to like enforce those beliefs, right? And that's where that's where Superman becomes Superman rather than Super Badman. It's where he becomes the the big blue Boy Scout, right? Um, he was already probably a good guy. F- because of the teachings of his father, his father was a good guy. Maybe the last good guy, depending on what like storyline you read. You mean like yeah, Jonathan Kent? Few, few different. No, I mean uh, uh, Jor El. Jor El is like he was like a baby though, right? But you know, like in, the in some of the stuff you shit. read, there yeah. that he's being taught the whole way yeah. like, in uh, the birthing matrix. Yeah, and all the <laughs> lessons that he sends in the yeah, yeah. like um, don't do bad stuff. Like this is how math works. <laughs> This yeah. is how language works. It's a ton of it's a ton of right Brush and wrong your teeth, too, wipe though. Your butt, like, you know, wear clean underwear, phonics. Because that's what like depending again depending on what bit, you read. Yeah. Like they they end up saying that Jorel was like a, a scientific ethicist. Uh, there uh, he was, was a, a scientist, but he was also very big into like with what the, you should do with science. With the multiple universe concept that they were running with, so that you had the different iterations of Superman from the forties and the sixties and the eighties and everything. When those were breaking down, they were redoing his origin story. Yeah. Uh, several different times. So it kind of depends on which ones you subscribe well, to. I think for argument's sake, it's probably easiest to grab the ones from the 80s, early 90s. Oh, God, no. No, no. no. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. saying as far as for the journey from where we are uh, right now and going up to The Man of Steel, the movie... You're still say, wrong. <laughs> I would say I would say when they started redoing them right before Christ on Infinite Earth is when they redid the origin and they started making the, the, the character a little more compelling. So that's like 80s. The reason why... Superman has been retold so many times and gone back is because Superman is a character we all know and love that nobody gives a shit about. No one. It's reads just the it. stuff that yeah. happens around. No, no one. That's yeah. why I say like there there are these archetypal stories and one of the ones that gets retold the most is Last Son of Krypton. It's it's like him discovering his powers and going through the whole rite of passage and it's because of, I like the idea of what you're saying is archetypal stories because there's like almost there's like seriously you can count them on your hands. The amount of different Superman stories you can yeah, tell. The, the other ones are the other ones are Superman saves the world, and then there's Superman not using his powers, and that's the one that I like the most, the most compelling one at the end. But like, See, Mac, have you read All Star Superman? I think this comes down to. It, all of it. I think this comes down to what, bouncing off of what you just said, Brian. About he's uh, nobody cares. I think that problem comes into play in that once Superman has become Superman, no one can identify with him anymore. Because I I'm going to use the same true. term that I used before, the iconic character. And I'm, when I say the term, when I use the term iconic character, I don't mean just a, uh, uh, the standard by which superheroes are held. By iconic, I mean it does not change. His value system, his core, never, it's never in question. That's well, not true either. But it, it produces struggles and conflicts in that he remains an unchanging force for what he sees as, again, Correct. truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> In face of an ever-changing, ever more hostile and aggressive world. But if you were to take the core, the core Superman books, not the weird, you know, alternate reality stuff. I mean, I guess they're all basically alternate reality. But if you were to take the core iteration of Superman, which has changed his attitude and the way he has gone, even in the core book, a thousand times in the way. But the, those core principles are completely unwavering, that's and not that's what tr- makes I don't, it. No, I think. At what point? I think that's, does he waver? He becomes evil. He works with dark side. He becomes a fucking blue energy thing to where he just he becomes more brutal and That's like harms him, no. people. Yes, it is. It is him. Superman Blue is not him, is it? Yes, it is. He uh, becomes two separate versions of him: blue and red. Wait, two? Yeah. What's the red one doing? 
it's the like one of them's like extremely hostile and like yeah, harms and people. And what's the other one do? The other one is like electrocutes people. <laughs> I would say that that's not really him anymore. Like this what, is he, not what the, the heck, what, what about what about this New Fifty Two? What about Superman. the New Fifty Two? He's like a kid, kind of, and he's like an arrogant asshole, and he wears like a you know he like wears like jeans now. Right. Okay, that's weird. But that's who Superman is now. Right. Keep and remember when there. he had a mullet, and whenever <laughs> I he do. and he was like, that's not the Superman you know. Remember when he couldn't fly at all? I do. But, that's way back in the day. I know, yeah, but like, that's what you're saying, that he doesn't change and he doesn't waver. No, but those aren't principles. Those aren't the core principles, though. Okay, well, I, I, just, some of the core I have prin- always found, for me, that... Because that's your idea of him. Exactly, which made him completely uninteresting to me for a long, long time. Because I have no intention of following a story in which the character never grows, never changes. You can say that about almost any character, though. So you describe somebody's personality. You describe Batman's personality. Batman is the other iconic superhero. You describe his personality. However, you could say, oh, well, when Batman fights this guy, he's going to do this, this, however, and this, because Batman that's Batman. Is, Batman is... Flawed. Is His secret identity is Bruce Wayne. Batman or er, Superman's secret identity is Clark Kent. So he's the superhero godlike creature that's dressing up as a human, as opposed to Batman being a human at the core dressing up as a superhero. And because Batman is a human... He has you. You see more of his internal struggle than you do any time with Superman. I, I no. I think that the best uh, stories about Superman are the times you see his internal struggles. Like Superman is physically almost invulnerable, right? Even when somebody has kryptonite, but he has or whatever, the mind like, of right. you or me. Like he's no different than you or me. He just has these abilities. He's I a disagree. little smarter sometimes, but 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 that's not the thing. Superman is vulnerable in the things he cares about. Sometimes it's Lois. Sometimes it's Jimmy Olsen. Sometimes it's truth, justice, and the American way. Like some sometimes it's that the things he cares about are under threat, and can he save them or not? Like the and there's a a lot of morality tales that are about like. Superman and and how how much can he do to save people? Like how how much can you help people? He's he's let's say he's infinitely able, which he's not, but he's able to help a lot. It should he all the time. And there's a lot of stories that are written like that. And there's also right. there's also a lot of his villains. Like Lex Luthor is one of my favorite villains because he's a guy who knows Superman to be all the things that Superman is. You know. Lex Luthor's not crazy. He I think just thinks, I would have to be Lex Luthor if you were to put, portray myself as Le- a character. Lex Luthor's not crazy. Lex Luthor thinks that Superman shouldn't be, and there's a yeah. and like there's a lot of there's a lot of very humanist a good argument to yeah. it. Yeah, even though he's you know evil and wrong and does like he, he, horrible. He, shit. He he's, he does horrible shit to try to achieve this end that he really truly believes in is and is that you know it's 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 the Superman. It's that when. Uh, I was having a conversation with a couple of friends of mine over pizza the other day, and they were talking about that there's some guy who plays fighting games, like we were talking about Injustice. There's some guy who plays fighting games. He goes to fighting game tournaments, and he'll win like three out of the four games. He'll win Marvel and Injustice and uh, Tekken something and NYC. Chris is the guy. You're something talking. like that. Yeah. Okay, he didn't. He didn't win Tekken, but he won something else. Uh, he, <laughs> he like he just wins all the Capcom games. He's just good at all fighting games. And I was like, at first, I think. Well, I'll never be as good as that guy, so I should stop playing these games. And then I realized that, you know, it's a social thing and you're just playing with your friends and it should be a fun time whether you're winning or not. But then the funny thing about that is that it's exactly the problem with Superman. Lex Luthor thinks that people are going to look at Superman and go, well, I'm never going to be that, so I might as well stop trying. That's that's half of Lex Luthor's thing and the other half of Lex Luthor's thing is what would – like Lex Luthor thinks that he would be – Complete. No one man should have all that power. Yeah. It's, Lex Luthor is never going to stop trying. Lex, yeah. Luthor, Lex Luthor thinks, what would this plan be stop, like if stop. Superman were never here? And he thinks, it, and he thinks it would be better. He thinks he would be in charge, which he probably would be, but he thinks the planet would be better. He thinks Superman is holding humanity back. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I agree. I can totally see Lex Luthor's argument in these cases. Yeah, And as far as um, the emotional connection to Superman, it's the same emotional connection that you feel to toward any principle. In your life, if you love children, then you're going to surround yourself with them, you know, so on and so forth. The difference here is that to me, the Superman books, it's literally Superman is this pillar in the center of the comic book, in the center of the comic universe. And he has these specific things that he cares about. And it's, you know, on top of having all of these powers that have kind of put him in place to to that facilitate him taking care of these things. You've got Lois, you've got Jimmy, you've got Earth, you've got. All of these things that he cares about, truth, justice, the American way. And it seems like just his very being puts them all in danger. I agree with that. That's the superhero syndrome. And Superman, we've talked about that before, 
and Superman being the crazy iconic superhero, biggest superhero of all time. That's why he has that the he identity. Is, but like, that's why if, if he wasn't here, then none of those problems would be going on. That's not true. Uh, well, it is or true. Or wouldn't have started. Okay. How about that? I think where Lex Luthor's uh, plan is flawed is that Superman's already been here. And so that train is already heading on down that track. I can just finish mine in one sentence. Kay. I think that Superman is the guy who is better than you. He's he's always good all the time, right? He doesn't have Batman's flaws. He's not kind of crazy. None of those things. He's he's a really nice guy. He believes in all the right things, and he's able to always save those things. And people read those stories, and 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 people like us who want you know a little a little deeper level of conflict and stuff never see. Like we, we we see that it's a flawed story and that it never has you know it's never threatened it never fails but you're supposed to read those and see things can be okay there you can save stuff you can fix things and it, it belies the Lex, the Lex Luthor argument that is something we all know because we're adults now the world isn't like that and it's disingenuous to tell people that the world could be like that but when you read them when you're a kid you're it's supposed to give you hope all right Brian I was gonna kind of say my relationship with Superman has gone to it like in a very up and down at first when i was a kid i always you know i've always loved comics right always and i never really liked dc at all because when i was growing up i was like well it was all marvel at that time yeah i was that growing was up early marvel 90s was, that was yeah, like the rob liefeld yeah. like jim lee explosion you know the x-men, X-Men were crazy. absolutely you know all that stuff so spider-man was huge it was know? the the marvel Breakout with yeah. Jim Lee and, yeah. and Rob, Liefeld Rob Liefeld and all those the Image guys who ended up. Well, Image off. came yeah. a couple of years later, but yeah. yeah, Image Comics. So I mean, that was when I I, I got fed all that crap. I you know <laughs> I, I liked it a lot whenever I, I you know I, when I was growing up. But to me, Superman, DC, DC was they could have just replaced the DC symbol with the Superman symbol. It would have made no difference to me. Really, I always just like it was like that's the one with Superman. It's funny that you and, grew up during that time and you weren't part of Batmania. No, I for know. Nineteen eighty nine. I there. know. So I just I did not give a crap. And Batman was always a character. I was just like I didn't understand. Ah. So I just I didn't really get it. So like growing up as a kid, it took until the cartoon show to like really get me into Batman. But until then, I really didn't understand Batman. It didn't. It was just like you don't have powers like Spider Man. You're not funny. Like you don't. You don't say snick snick <laughs> bub bub. There's no Galactus in this. I don't understand. It. I don't get it. Right. So I always and then and then once I started drifting towards DC as I started getting a little older, I was like, oh man, this DC is way better. It's for intellectual people. The heroes mean a lot more than the Marvel characters do. It's got a way deeper, like, just storyline. More unified and, universe. Absolutely. And yeah. just, like, you can tell way better stories in this universe than you ever could in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Just really kind of got, really but, started delving deep into DC. But, but even that took still, some work, too. Yeah, even that took some work. But even after that, I went, but Superman's still, I, he's stupid. I hate him. He's just, he's he's just God mode. He's dumb. He, he's just, like, he's an idiot. He's just a bl- big blue boy scout. Just I can remember around. when Superman Returns came out. You were just raging about yeah, how dumb I Superman just, like, was. Superman's a retarded character. And then... Well, Superman Returns didn't really help the cause. <laughs> no. Now, I, I think that movie's fine, but it's because it's archetypal again. It's a story everybody knew was coming. So, then, at one point in time, I don't know when it was, I started really getting into the writing of comics and like just really trying to understand and i read all-star superman is really the one that can i can think of and i go wow like this is awesome like like this is really good that, that actually is a little later but what really drew, drew me to superman is i started thinking about the dc universe as a whole and this is my favorite role of superman by far as opposed to like all his solo stuff is boring superman plays such a pivotal role as a character and the tentpole of just who he is in yeah. the DC universe. That's what I was and saying. And how everyone rel- or like just relates to him. Yeah. Every single character in the DC universe, down from Detective Chimp all the way up to Batman, all relate to Superman in some way or another. And the villains, too. And the villains, too. That's what I was saying about w- yes, the pillar. Yes, but that's pillar. what makes it so rich. And without him, none of like none of the... like Sure, none of the, the conflicts, like you were saying, would happen. And so, therefore, he like creates it. I understand all that, but also you would never create all these great stories, like the ideas. He's also, well, he's, no, no, he's, a, he's a ceiling. I mean, evil can never get too bad because Superman exists. Like, but when something is stronger than Superman, then you really got to worry. It's a huge threat. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's so the, that's what, that's I mean, the third had, story. Superman saves the world. You've kind of had something with, um, what was it, 96 when Superman got killed the first time ever? Yeah. Well, 94, I 94, think. 94, maybe. Yeah. 
Doomsday. The big green Doomsday. bony Hulk. The great big plot device. Yeah, <laughs> Which is no, the only on, reason no. I really no, like no. Superman. He's a metaphor for unbridled aggression. Like. Yeah. And uh, he's... He's a great version of the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Who's a also There's a, a metaphor for unbridled yeah. aggression. Yeah. Right. Like, so I read that book when it came out. Okay. I don't know if you guys did. What were you? No, five? I didn't. No, I didn't care. <laughs> that was fine. I, I, I had that. I had one of the Reign of Superman, but I remember my dad brought me home. My dad brought me home the issue that introduced Steel, and it scared the shit out of me because the people in it did a drive-by in it, like and shot a kid to death. And I was like, "This can happen." And I, I like never. I, I was like, I was seriously like five. I was like, never. I will. I read another Superman book. That's about funny. Jeez. <laughs> like, when uh, Superman died, you know, I hadn't been a big fan. I had been a part of the uh, the, the Marvel army as well, you know. And right. uh, when when Superman died in that comic book, all of a sudden, I was made Superman relevant again. Well, yeah. Oh no, you fell for it. No, dude. It was like, <laughs> I was, no when uh, Superman dies, you realize how much he mattered to you, right? I was. I realized, wow, that's gone. And then I started thinking about what just happened when Superman died, and I was extremely aggravated when they brought him back. You know, obviously, but ruining death in comics forever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the 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 consequences of Superman dying hit me really hard, and I wasn't even bonded to that character. But just the idea that that it's entire thing universe been... just got ruined. But it's this thing. This has been a constant. It's almost like you know, like you're like. And here's the where uh, I say he comes back in a Christ-like way to me is because I started taking him on as a character is just like he will save me, like he he could help me, like like I, it, like I, I like instead of praying to something that is so fake to me, like this is gonna sound so sacrilege, like something that's so I can't get anything out of reading the Bible. I don't get anything out of like the parables, anything, but I get out of I get something out of reading a book about Superman or something like that. Something that like I can look up and if I just, it brings happy thoughts to me of just like the idea of like this thing could exist to where like this guy, like this, this being could save me or help me. Or I feel comfort somewhere in my body and my soul that like this, this character of Superman exists and he's, he's here solely just to protect people like me or he is here just to save like us. And he has yeah. like all this power and all he does is just, to help you know you i was on the pl- like i was Olsen. scared to death of the plane I, w- I just got back from uh uh florida, florida yeah. and i was on a plane and i was having a terrible panic attack the the plane scared the crap out of me but i was wearing a superman hat and all i did was hold it and i stared at that symbol the whole time it's the only thing that got me through it like it's it's it, did you ever read Lex Luthor Man of Steel? No. Okay, I know I talk about this every time, but I need to give it to you. In the end, uh, Lex Luthor is just raging at Superman, who's just standing outside. He's just floating outside of Lex Luthor's window in in LexCorp Tower. He's just raging, you know, all this stuff, it's, it's giving his whole case, and he goes, "But you can't see my soul. You don't know." Like any and, he, and Su- Superman says his only line in the entire book, and he's like, "You're wrong. I can see your soul." Like <laughs> it's it's. It's super scary, but yeah. it's like, and like Superman's eyes are glowing red at this time, and he's drawn with like a bunch of black shadow over his face and stuff. But it's, As, yeah. it's it's just going to show you that like he can tell good guys from bad guys. He is like on that level. Like I think the thing that makes him uh, important to me as a character, like in in comics, like as a whole, is not him because like Brian said, nobody really cares about Superman. It's just the stuff and like the plot devices it's and all the does. stuff that happens because he exists. It's like, your it's your box fan. When it goes out, you're angry. You right. don't have a breeze anymore, but yeah, you didn't really care about, about it at all yeah. until yeah. it went out. Now, also, the world will never get hit by meteorites as long as there's Lex or as long as there's Superman. Like right. you don't have to worry about meteorites. And it's just that because of, because of that idea or landing gear. Because of that idea that just the only thing that makes him interesting is because of the stuff that goes on because he exists. It makes me feel like, uh, like solidifies my belief more that comics are just myth, like really, really yes. heavily. Like the only reason they exist, the only reason Superman exists is because we want him to like, nobody's going to like keep, I mean, I think that, you know, when we're all gone, people might look at comics as, you know, a myth, a form of myth, just like we That's look at there's vases and stuff with like depictions of sure. Greek gods on them, you know? It's I mean, the internet will live yeah. on. Knowledge will never be lost again. But, right. <laughs> but like, there's, 
it, it, but I, I, again, I say it's for kids. You know, there's a loss of innocence everybody goes through where you realize the world can't be that good anymore. Nobody can be Superman. Nobody can be that powerful and that good at the same time. Yada, yada, yada. But I think that kids who grow up and then lose their innocence oh, don't go quite as bad when they've had this example of that's how you're supposed to act. You know? Right. Because I can see that it goes from that stage in your life and you're just like, Oh, this is a cool, like, hero. I want to be like him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of wise up and you're like, well, this is kind of kind of deeper than that. I mean, he exists, and therefore we make stuff up around him. Like the human ability to just make shit up is like the coolest thing ever. Really, I mean, yeah, it's the most po- one of the most powerful things we can do. That and you can make billions of dollars. Off of <laughs> yeah, and, like and we collect make royalties. <laughs> we you make know, dollars. You know, we mentioned Doomsday before, and it's actually like a lot of people think Doomsday is the stupid, bland like character that doesn't have it. I loved it, that character. It actually yeah. it has a it has an important role. Like Superman can only be killed by something that doesn't care why. Like you know, it has it has no I motivation. No it has no goal yeah. in yeah. mind, it, and, and it has no purpose is, except to do that. Like the scary thing is, if the moons align in that universe, and Superman happens to get killed again before they create the next power, like regeneration, like they did, um, how long is he going to be gone this time? And what happens while he's gone? What happens if Superman comes back to a completely decimated world? Here's I, a really cool thing they did a couple years ago called Fifty Two, which is. A year without Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And that nice. whole year, they didn't publish a single Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman comic. And all they did was this, like, other thing about what's going on and what happened to the DC Universe. And right. it was a weekly comic. It, it was all 52 weeks of the, and, like, every it, week. It came it out every just, week, and it was supposed to be what happened that week in the DC Universe. Yes, right? yeah. about a whole world without what happens when the gods go away right like what happens does the world fall into chaos and stuff like that it's a, it's a pretty good story actually yeah you know it's hard to say it's great because it literally went on there's 52 issues on it that had to come out every week so you know they're not all like amazing but it, like just the con- high concept idea well, there's not it. headlines every 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 week either yeah but it follows a ton of different characters right. you know it's like these characters are in space these you know this is happening down here you know tyler do you have, do you have anything you wanted to add here <laughs> No man, <laughs> kind of got lost in the shuffle. This there. is all like, yeah, it's over my head. And I don't know Have much. Have you ever read any Superman? No. Well, you've read oh, stuff with Superman in it. Yeah, okay. Of stuff with Superman. Well, this in I'll include in this segment. I'll include him because here's here's what we're doing this for. Obviously, Man of Steel's coming out, and we wanted to talk about how we felt about Superman and the stories that have been told already before this new big blockbuster comes out. Once it comes out, we're all going to see it, and then the uh, hopefully the next episode after it's after the next episode we release after it's um, the movie's out will be our breakdown of the Man of Steel, uh, spoiling it and doing everything you know doing everything we do so well with the movie. So see it if you want to keep listening. Yeah, see if you want to don't want to miss that episode. Yep. And then you can um, come listen to me liking a movie and three four other guys not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> now. Two, two things that I want to touch on here. Number one, not a whole lot of role-playing content in this episode. Um, it's because this the kind of the news on the horizon right now is, is bigger than... Uh, that's what's on our mind. And uh, I'm pretty stoked about the Superman movie, just like you guys all are. So uh, we're gonna, I'm going to try to release another episode. We're going to try to get another episode in with some uh, RPG content before the Superman episode comes out. And... Um, as as always, we will take the Superman movie and apply it to how to uh, achieve some of those goals in your role playing game. Also, games. Yeah, we've got um, some ideas for games. Yeah, yeah. and we've got the yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, w- this is going to be a two part deal, and um, I want to get everybody on record right now. Go around the table, just a few seconds. What are you most excited about about this movie, Steve? You want to start us off? Hmm. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to just like everything about it mostly. I mean, like just from like maybe what I like a wish, wishful thinking of what I want to see. Yeah, just what are you looking forward to? What do you want to see? I want there to be I, I want the like powers and abilities of Superman to be presented in a way that's really fresh kind of like not so not the crappy blue cartoon. Yeah. Breath. Not, <laughs> I want it to be, I want it to be like crisp and, and bullet to the eyeball. That yeah. was pretty cool. But from like the pre, <laughs> from what I can like discern from the previews, it looks like there's going to, they're like 
how they use the powers and stuff are going to be really stylized right. for this movie. But it looks like it's going to be a thing where everyone, all the Kryptonians have, you know, the same powers and stuff right. once they get to Earth. So you can see examples of it, yeah. even if Superman's not using it. Yeah. All right. So you're looking forward to uh, how they integrate the powers into the movie without making it look I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to Superman versus Zod and, like, versus other Kryptonians and just, like, seeing, like, super powered so characters fight each other man. yeah how about that? okay tyler how about you uh, my hopes for this movie is that it, it kind of jump starts the justice league uh yeah. in, in the same way that iron nice. man jump started the avengers nice. and to the same end or at least a similar end that would absolutely be awesome good point I like that, that that is a that is the dream that is a great point brian some of my favorite movies will there's will do this one thing to me they will make me cry. All right, because they make me so happy. So you're hoping this one's going to make you cry? I want super. I want Man of Steel to make me cry. All right, I want to shed a tear during. The, like I just like if there's just a moment of sheer happiness, just like you're like you feel like you're reaching into heaven, and like so if you're what, moved, you want to be yeah, moved want, by this movie. I want to be moved. All right, and I feel like it has a potential of doing that. I can see that, Mac. Uh, ty- like Tyler before when you said that you had never really read any of the any Superman centric stories like you've read stuff with a minute but not you know all star or anything like that I-, I was like I really want to give you like some stuff to read or like a list you know fucking sending to the library but but then I remembered that like it's important to not do that like you need to see the movie without and like with Star Trek I, it's it's I, I it's refreshing to me to see that somebody likes the movie who doesn't have my baggage going in so like that's going to be important for talking about Man of Steel later too. What what I need from Man of Steel is I need it to be, I need it to, if, from the trailers. I'm a trailer junkie. I'm pretty sure that I can see that they're going to do like the evolution of his morality, like and, and his like willingness to to try to help people while still trying to hide and not threaten people with his you know alien nature and all that sort of stuff, and make them feel dwarfed with his ability. He how he builds himself as an image of hope, and then I need him to, because like they're doing Zod for a villain, which is really dangerous. Because how Superman beats somebody who has the exact same powers as him can like Superman two as a cautionary tale. How he beats someone who has the same powers as him can be really stupid. That's like, what I. That's what I want to see in the big cellophane. <laughs> you S. want to see the big cellophane. S? No, I don't want to see the big cellophane. S, but I, I want to see the the battles between Kryptonians presented in like a cool, like yeah, crisp the, way. How they actually beat each yeah. other needs to be something really cool. Because it's like two dudes that are basically impervious with almost unlimited strength mm-hmm. punching each other. They're. It's gonna take like. Oh, an hour for the physics the, to fight. The, the physics fucking, of it is going to be the scene yeah, between like, like Neo versus yeah. Smith at the end of the yeah. third Matrix movie. Before Superman Returns came out, the History Channel did a thing that's like the science of superheroes, and they were just right. ripping Superman apart. Absolutely, like because it's it, it has a lot of inertia problems and yeah. stuff. Like so, I need I need them to show him build an image of hope, and then and then <laughs> I need them to show a villain that's truly an evil threat. You know, not just that they want him for revenge. It needs to be something bigger than they that. They picked the perfect guy. Real quick. On. Yeah. Do they introduce Lex Luthor in the second movie in this trilogy, the no. third movie, or in Justice League? I, I, I th- your your I prediction, think they, Mac, was... I think they yeah. mentioned... Le- what did I say? Your prediction for, like, months ago when we were talking about this was the last scene of the movie is going to be a dude standing over a crater... And it's he's gonna like pull out a whip out a cell phone and it'll be like tell Mister Luthor we found it <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna pan down and there's just gonna be a rock on the ground with like oh a, a little, big kryptonite like yeah. a little green crystal like it's yeah the end no, of, it's, it's they, totally like, that. the end yeah, of Iron Man whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah like like the end of Iron is it Iron, Iron Man, Man yeah it's the end of Iron yeah. Man two where they find the Thor hammer it'll <laughs> yeah. be exactly like that except that they're calling Mister Luthor and it's kryptonite, it's gonna be and, kryptonite. And, and 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 then it's like except that it's just gonna be like it's gonna be him saying we found it or whatever and it's gonna pan back it's just gonna be a bald dude like. Uh, Unca- dude, it might be as yet uncast. Yada, yada. It'd be like the end of uh, Batman I, Begins with the Joker card. Right. Yeah. What I what I really think there'll be is I think you'll see LexCorp. I think they'll reference LexCorp throughout the thing. Oh, yeah. They've already referenced Booster Gold's company. Really? Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the company. Stuff? The company that like Booster Gold buys like his suit from. Like mm-hmm. it's in one of the trailers or whatever. The, okay. Yeah. Uh, like and and I know that they have Emil Hamilton because Richard Schiff is playing him. He's an old Westman guy. I'm a big fan of. Um, but. So, like, my actual prediction is that you're going to see LexCorp throughout the movie, and then there's going to be somebody who gets on a cell phone, and, like, and, yeah, and maybe a kryptonite reference. There's going to be – it's actually going to be – the end of the movie is, like, so I guess there's only one alien left, and then somebody goes, all right, now we just have to figure out what to do about him, and hangs up the phone, and it just shows you that it's a bald guy in a big tower. Like, and then the, oh, and yeah. then the after the credits <laughs> – the after the credits is going to show, like, a, a kryptonite meteor fall on Earth. It's like, going to show Doomsday. 
<laughs> flying through space. Oh, I've up to heard her. that there's going to be a superhero appearance. Because they, they want to connect this. This, I have this heard, is the Justice League movie. I have heard not that it's a, an exact superhero appearance. I've heard that there are references. That they definitely acknowledge that there are other superheroes in this universe. All right. Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, what's uh, what I hope to see is um, I hope to see the story... The dark side of this story, which is all they're pushing in the in the in the trailers, is this dark world. I don't world. think so. This dark world and dark and cynical it's world hope. is all I'm seeing, and um, I'm hoping that they're going to show Superman actually reacting to this in some way, and show a little bit of an emotional struggle, rather than being this pinnacle, definitely this think that's bright shining north. North Star. They already have it set up. Like you can tell from the trailers that he goes through a lot of his. I haven't life. seen the latest one. They, he goes through a lot of his life, like finding himself in terrible situations, and he's able to make it better every time. I'm and, talking about. And, and Lois Lane is actually like tracking. Uh, she's she's trying to find this man who has these. Uh, that there's stories of this man who has extraordinary abilities. Who I want to see him wrestle people. with it once he has the suit on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's gonna put the suit on when Zod comes. That's what I want. I want to see him wrestle with morality once he has the suit on. It seems like he's going to let himself be arrested, and it's going to be—he's going to like sacrifice himself to the authority and the and the democracy that he believes in, and let them choose whether or not to let him save them. Cool. All right. With that, I'm going to call it. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Carpe GM Gamecast. The hell was that? Kryptonite. Was my car a, blowing a up. Truck going by on Jesus Christ! That was a lot of shit. This is a big. This is a bad. Bump out there. Uh, I guess we so, better. That's, I guess we better close. There's it out. old train tracks that are now a bike path. Hmm. So um, I think that's going to conclude our discussion about Superman today. Uh, tune in, not necessarily next time, but the time after that when we discuss the Man of Steel. I mean, tune in next time, but oh yeah, it won't be for the Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, I'm going to go ahead and call it. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Carpe GM Gamecast. I'm Dan. I'm Stove. <laughs> I'm Toller. I'm Blaine. I'm Mick. I was actually thinking it. All right. All right. And remember. Support the hobby. Support the industry. Support your local game store. Support Star Trek Into Darkness. Ah, bye-bye. No, don't. I was just writing. I think that you should talk about the terrible service at all Taco Bell locations in your area. (laughs) I ordered four times. I once ordered a cheese roll-up, and it came like a cheese soft taco. It was not even rolled up. I once got a chili cheese burrito, and it seemed like somebody had dropped an elbow on it. I opened up the paper, and it's just chili and a mess of what used to be a single tortilla. (laughs) What happened to that dog? <laughs> the Carpe GM Gamecast is presented under Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial No Derivatives License Version 3.0. For further discussion on this topic or just about anything else, join our forum at slash forum. To contact us with questions, comments, and other feedback, please send your emails to dan at carpegm.net. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook/carpegm.net. Or follow us on Twitter at C-A-R-P-E underscore G-M. Thanks for listening. The interstitial music for this episode is Perfect Occasion by Falter. Check the show notes for more info about this band. Enjoy.